You're listening to episode 36, The Gratitude Mashup. This episode is powered by Rogue Water, the public communication company founded by yours truly, the H2 Duo. This is Greg Wukash from the San Antonio Water System. Hey, need a brain explosion today? Hang on as you're about to be blown away listening to Water in Real Life with the H2 Duo. So this is our last of our core value mashups, and there isn't a better core value to end on as we're recording on New Year's Eve 2018. Yeah. Uh, so gratitude is, you know, pretty perfect. Uh, we have so much to be grateful for in season one, and every single one of you listening, you are a big part of that. Yeah, we want to thank our listeners. You guys are rock stars. Our podcast guests, um, of course, our friends, family, believers, and uh, Twitter followers. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have been here without you guys. And we want to give a special shout out to our industry. Like, thank you for welcoming us with open arms. And yeah, and giving us this platform to talk to people about an issue we're passionate about, especially to industry leaders like Xylem and Empowering Pumps and Equipment and Imagine H2O. Thank you so much for including us in your lists Mm -hmm. of industry resources. You know, we... 100% are aware that every single day we truly stand on the shoulders of giants and we're honored and humbled to be included on lists with some of the biggest uh, industry players out there right now. And, you know, without your support, we couldn't move forward on our mission to revolutionize the water industry. Viva. Which we strive to do through communication and collaboration. That's, That's our space. So we're here to help guide the leaders of the industry through the education journey, which our mentor Greg Wukash taught us and is really the key, in our opinion, to create change. So the education journey brings people from this point of just simple awareness to gaining the knowledge and skills required to create true behavior change. So we create awareness through the podcast. We partner with San Antonio Water System and Texas AWWA and WEAT to put on the Catalyst Mastermind Summit to really teach knowledge and skills you need to make impact. And then Rogue Water is is our baby. That's the public communication company we founded, me and Ariane founded, to provide our clients with what we call the ABCs of communication for the water industry. And that's assessment, branding, content, and strategy. So Rogue Water is You know, we want to be in your corner. We're dedicated to taking action to help you and your organization move the needle forward and truly make impact. Because at the end of the day, our industry has a lot of challenges. So simply making people aware and giving them just the knowledge and skills is irrelevant if we're not doing the work that really matters and creating behavior change. So we help you take theory to practice and we're in this together because hashtag team water. Uh, We're better together. And speaking of action... At the end, <laughs> at the end of every episode, we asked every single one of our guests the same question, which was which question was that, Stephanie? That was our call to action question, Ariane. Do you remember In the flash mix lightning round? Yes, the the fan favorite flash mix round uh, at the end of each episode, and um, so in our line of work. We would sometimes have people say, like, what difference does it make if I make a change? I'm just one person. I'm not going to make a big impact, which we obviously disagreed with. And so we asked every single guest, what is a call to action that you're most passionate about and that you think one person could take to ultimately change the world? And these are the answers that we got. So without further ado, let's get to the show. 
From Episode 2, Travis Loop, Director of Communication and Outreach at Water Environment Federation. So I can't believe this is one of your questions. I was, um, as I was thinking about the podcast and you asked, uh, what's the one, what's one thing? Um, I was thinking about how people get overwhelmed by the global situation or Mm -hmm, they get overwhelmed by the scale of a problem like climate change or the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. And they're like, and then they get overwhelmed by the 5,000 things they can do to make a difference, right? right? Like, Stop using plastic straws or turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth. Or It's like, but I'm just like, just do one thing. Just that, one that's thing. my advice is not, not about which specific thing, but it's just like pick one thing. That's yeah. it. Yep. Um, start, start with something. That's it. And yeah. it's just, you know, then that will become a behavior you don't even think about anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you can add another thing. So don't be overwhelmed. Just pick one thing. Um, do something in your sphere of influence in your community. From episode three, Greg Wukash, external affairs manager for the San Antonio Water System. You can't wait for other people. Um, you, you just can't. You, if you see a problem in the world that needs, needs somebody um, to fix or somebody to engage in, I just believe that it's, it's, it's sort of your um, responsibility to engage in it, find out more about it or start an organization, you know, you know, quit your job and, uh, <laughs> you know, start a company or whatever. Oh, that uh, yeah, that thing. So I, you know, I, I think that it is incumbent upon us again to, to, uh, to engage in the issues that we see and, and that, and, and stop waiting for somebody else to do it. Um, I don't know who that somebody else is. We always talk about they, they need to do it. They need to do it. They need to get engaged. Who, who is the they? And that's the question I ask myself all the time. Who's the they, right? Uh, it's me. It, I'm the one who's supposed to, you know, engage in that. Um, and there's a, there's a personal kind of mantra that I live by that I, I heard one time from a pastor, and it's your holy discontent. What is your holy discontent? What is the thing you get out of bed in the morning and you say, this just cannot be? And, it, and, and when eventually it gets to the point where... Um, the fear of you not acting overcomes the fear of actually the thing that you're about to do, you'll act, mm-hmm. right? When, when you are so afraid of like, if I don't do something about this, that's going to be worse than the thing that I'm about to have to do, then you'll start to act. And, um, and so that's the practical thing I would, I would just say is um, if anybody's sitting there right now thinking to themselves, there's something I need to be involved with, something I need to do to change the world, you know, or whatever, then engage in it. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Um, just do it. From episode four, Duke Greenhill, chair of advertising, branding, and graphic design at Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. To me, the answer is in realizing that we are all just people doing our best, mm-hmm. trying to get through, you know, with what we've got. And that's sort of become ubiquitous and kind of cliche to say, you know, we're all just people. And so I guess my call to action would be, you know, stop for a second and think about what that means. What does that mean to be you? You know, what you suffer through, what you deal with, what brings you joy. Everyone else has both the dark and the light of that. Um, And every time you encounter someone and they're mean to you, or every time you encounter someone and they're wonderful to you, remember that it's gray. You know, we're all Empathy, I guess, is the answer. Exercise that, and we'd all be okay. From Episode 5, Ryan Beltran, President and Founder of Alequa. 
it's very subtle, but also very big. And I think something that anybody can do at any moment is, is their attitude, you know, is, is their attitude on how they, you know, interact with other people. And your attitude depends a lot on, it's sort of a domino effect. Everything that you do and how you interact with people sort of ripples out, um, into, into that community. So if you have a good attitude, if you're patient, if you, you know, uh, uh, are, you know, listen to people and, and just basically share this sort of better attitude, uh, even if it's just a little bit, uh, I think that reflects off other people and other people might, you know, feel that and also have a slightly better attitude as well. So I think having a good attitude can really uh, go far. From episode six, Jennifer Henderson, president of J.O. Agency. I think as long as they can inspire someone because mm. if you've inspired one person, then you've made a difference, mm-hmm. I think. And hopefully that um, will exponentially grow. Um, and if your message is communicated well and communicated often, then maybe the change can be beyond your small border. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as long as you inspire others to do what you're doing, then you've got it made. From episode seven, Megan U. Schneider, president and founder of Seven Management and Consulting, Inc. Oh my gosh, I have so many things to say. (laughs) I'll start with this. Um, And I shared this yesterday, actually, at my panel. I said, think big, but start small. So think big and know where you want things to be. But start small because you can't change you can't change something overnight. Usually, whatever situation that we're in, it didn't happen in one day, and it's not going to get fixed in one day. And so, be very very patient and think big and start small. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate about water is literally none of us would be here without water. Yeah, exactly. And none of us would be alive if we didn't have water. And to me, that is so profound and awe inspiring. And I mean, there is no one thing that could keep us alive if we didn't have water. And so there's, there's big responsibility in that. And there's big responsibility in helping people realize that this is the one piece of earth that keeps us all together and woven. And if you look at water, a lot of communities started around water sources. If you look at history, Water is what drove civilization, and that's what drove certain communities to succeed better than others, and it's also what started a lot of wars. And so water is so important, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And I think that's where we can also use that perspective of helping someone and helping others and helping our community. And so one call to action that I would love to share with everyone is help someone every day. And by doing that, we can create this culture of yes. I think sometimes we feel that as one individual, it's so difficult to make a big difference. But it doesn't matter if you just help someone with something little. It doesn't matter if you help someone with something big. It doesn't matter if you help someone with something related to what you do in your job or in your personal life. It's just have that attitude of, yes, I can help you. Yes, we can do this. Yes, we can be better. Yes, we can help each other. And we've become such a culture of like, no, 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 no. We have so many, you know, speakers that tell people 
learn to say no. And it's great. <laughs> it's great in terms of creating margin in your life or, you know, really focusing on what you want to do, but don't let that limit your potential and your ability to make a difference mm-hmm. because one yes could lead to so many incredible things in your life. I could say time and time again, in fact, I think I have an article on my LinkedIn where I talk about how saying yes has changed my life in so many different ways. And it could be as easy as, you know, telling someone to have a great day, you know, as mm-hmm. yeah. that could be that one bright moment in their life that you just didn't even realize you made such a big difference. So just start seeing opportunities where you can help people and be that person who's always there for people. Yeah. Be that person who says yes to things and sees that opportunity to help people in some way, shape, or form. From Episode 8, Lynn Christopher, Education Coordinator at San Antonio Water System. I think it's to be quiet, to be quiet and be aware, aware of, um, of opportunities. Don't let the, the noise of, of your day, of your life, of your job um, make you miss an opportunity that presents itself. Some of the most um, meaningful and successful, uh, powerful projects and partnerships that I've ever been involved in you know, came to me totally in totally unexpected ways. I didn't go looking for them. They, um, uh, they were just uh, opportunities that presented themselves. And, and I think that one of the things that we do is to let ourselves get caught up in, in, um, in the stuff of life, and we miss those opportunities. Um, so I, um, I like to, to at least keep in mind um, being aware, trying to, trying to look for those opportunities because they're there. We just miss them sometimes. From Episode 9, Dr. Rudy Thompson, Director of Environmental Education Initiative at University of North Texas. It's a, it's a simple um, idea with complex uh, underpinnings, but, you know, my favorite quote, and I shared this with you guys before, is from uh, Baba Diom. Yep. Right. So in the end, we will conserve only what we love. We will love only what we understand and we'll understand only what we are taught. So that's the adage of the EEI. That's the adage of the science education research lab here at uh, UNT. Um, it's, you know, it's it's all about the education. Um, we we do not. I do not believe that I should tell you what's right or wrong in conservation, even in conservation of water. I believe that I should inform you so that you can make um, an informed choice. Um, if you still want to use all the water, use it, right? That's, I, I'm not trying to say, all I'm trying to say is a lot of people don't realize what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? And so our job as water educators is simply to educate them and then allow them to take responsibility for that. And in doing that, then you're not preaching and you're not um, criticizing anyone. You know, you're just making sure that they have all the facts, right? Just like if, if you were going to take a new medicine, you would want to have all the facts about that medicine to make sure that you completely understand what the effects are going to be if you take that. Well, it's the same thing, in my opinion, with water. I uh, just want you to be fully informed. I want you to understand where it is, how much it is. I want you to understand, you know, what cleans it, what dirties it. I want you to understand those that have it, those that don't. Um, I want you to understand everything that you can. And then my honest belief is that most people make the right choice. From episode 11, the Tom Ferguson, Vice President of Programming for Imagine H2O. I spend all of my time with entrepreneurs. 
right? And the kind of really, what is kind of endemic within that is like the fetishization of novelty, is that people are always looking for the new. Um, and actually the old is unbelievably important and overlooked. Um, and really the way in which kind of this, it crystallizes in my mind with this question is this, this idea of respect for maintenance and respect for yeah. maintainers. Um, you know, we just had a, uh, uh, you know, a conversation with the garbage guy outside because we took our son outside because he's obsessed with garbage trucks. And we just had, you know, like a little chat, um, you know, it certainly breaks up his, um, his day and it, it uh, helps you for, like forge connections with the people who are at the, who, who underpin our society, right? You know, without that guy, we would have garbage piling up in the streets. Yep. Right? Like these are the people, the, the water operators, the, uh, the garbage truck drivers, like the people who maintain the electricity grid, the policemen, the firemen, they are the people that like, without which we wouldn't be able to swan around and, and, and obviously, you know, and always think about uh, the novelty. So in terms of the call to action, it would just be like, respect the maintainers. Um, mm, maintainers. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and um, and also, like in in the same way that you know, like reframe your your view of comic books. Like, the, one of the reasons I got into water is that everybody else thinks it's unsexy, mm -hmm. and if everybody else thinks it's unsexy, it probably has something to it, right? Yeah. Because people are sheep. You know, they really want to go. Like, if there's a great thing about um, MBAs is that you know, if you can you can understand like what is hitting its peak by the proportion of MBAs that are going into it, whether it's banking or entrepreneurship or cryptocurrency or whatever it is. Like if an MBA is going there, it's probably towards the end of its life cycle. Wow. Um, and, <laughs> and, and so like out of my class of 900, three people went into water, right? And, and so I think like, look at these industries. If, you're, if anyone's listening to this, is thinking about like where their next step is going to be and they're curious about kind of the water industry, like I, I couldn't maintain, I couldn't recommend it enough because like it is an industry of maintenance. And sometimes they try and maintain too much and don't do enough new stuff. Like that's fine. At the core of it is doing the hard, sexy, or the hard, unsexy, difficult, overlooked invisible work that you know allowed societies to society to exist and not only is that like unbelievably noble it's it's like it's really exciting so you know if there is anyone out there that's that's doing that like you know come and join us it's a it's a good place to work from episode 13 alan Heyman, president of blue drop i think it's having a conversation with somebody anybody about what motivates and inspires you in life and that yeah. subject matter could be anything I know for us it's water, but what is the importance of what you do and why does it get you fired up and out of bed in the morning and, and doing this sort of work that you do for a living or if you're retired, work that you just do anyway, uh, but what brings you that, that personal inspiration uh, and why? And maybe it's a conversation you have with a stranger. Maybe you resist mm -hmm. to spend the bus ride on your phone and you just kind of look over at the person next to you, have a little chat. Because there's always something that somebody can relate to in your story, but there's always something new as well. And I think it's that novelty uh, that brings the duplication of the idea throughout big groups of people. From episode 14, Samantha Viegas, president and founder of Savvy PR. If I have to narrow it down, um, you know, I'm, I'm the girl that speaks up. And I think that that's one of the most overlooked things in um, leadership. 
and being empowered is so often at the leadership table, people stay silent when they should be speaking up. Um, say your piece, open your mouth and speak up um, because it does make a difference. You're gonna say the thing that was on other people's minds. You're gonna ask the question somebody was too afraid to say. You're gonna say the thing that needs to be said that we're not saying. Like, what now? What did he just know? Yeah we're doing that. No, we're not, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, and do it with kindness, you know, just have that kindness in your heart because it really matters. From episode 15, Aaron Roskowski, environmental engineer major and the best dang rogue water intern ever. Shout out. She's at university of Alabama. The call to action I always use is the time sensitivity of the water issue. Um, most people don't really see that or they don't think about it. You know, they open their taps and the water comes out and they don't know all the problems facing water today. They don't know that there's time limits on all these different issues. They don't know that Cape Town, South Africa is about to hit day zero. I mean, these are serious, serious issues that we are going to face in our lifetime in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years. And that's always what I impress to people is just how time sensitive the issue is and how we have to work on this problem or there won't be other problems that we can even focus on. From episode 16, Mike McGill, president and founder of Water PIO. If we take the, the small step together, then we can have a, an impact that we, we would could never expect. Um, you know, you, in... What have we talked about here about customers and how they have 20 million things going on with their lives and how do you connect with those people? It's the same thing with trying to make change. If you can boil it down to the fact that, listen, you don't have to radically change your life, but if you undertake a small step and we all undertake those small steps together, we really can affect major change. Um, one example I love to use is, is when I talk to uh, classrooms and kids. And if I can get them to take away one or two points about if every kid in that room did it from that point on, imagine what could happen. And it's like, turn off the water when you brush your teeth. Simple action. You stay, every kid's got to brush their teeth. If they shut off that water from the time they're six or seven years old to the time they're 60 or 70 years old, and they all do that together, if we all do that together, Imagine the millions or billions of gallons of water we're going to save over their lifetimes. It's that, it's that kind of simple step where if the kid says, you know what, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, I, I tell them that you're just watching as you brush your teeth, you're watching that water go down the drain and we need that water. And all you have to do is just turn the faucet off and you're helping everyone out and they get it. They get it. And if they're doing that from age six to age 60 or age 80, Imagine the, 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 the savings that we have to our water supplies. From episode 17, Chris Long, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters at Michigan State University. It would be to invest in the transformative power of education mm. and to recognize that our capacity to deepen our understanding of the world that we share will allow us to live more meaningfully together. So I, the call to action would be to support education in every form that you can find in every way, whether it be through your higher education institutions or through elementary schools, local schools, advocate with your 
politician friends that they should invest, reinvest in education across the state and the country because that effort to empower people to think more deeply about the world that we share is going to transform the world we care most deeply about. From episode 18 and 19, our two-part series with Tom Hickman, Director of Planning and Engineering at Bend, Oregon. Boy, the one thing. <laughs> That's a little tough. <laughs> uh, so, and I had read that question. And, and I, I was going to say, come I on. know, I did. And, he gave and you I, the question. I know, and I, I've been thinking about it, but... Um, it's hard. It is a tough one, um, but I guess what I would say is um, get get informed. Um, I, mm. I I mean educate yourself, and and what I would ch- what I what I mean by that is stop seeking information that validates what you already know or believe. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can you say that one more time? One more time. Stop <laughs> seeking information that validates what you already know or, or yes. what you're already comfortable with. Start seeking information that makes you uncomfortable. Start yeah. seeking information that <laughs> takes you outside your comfort zone. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I there there's so many great books out there that can help you do that that can you know challenge that so you know find an author that maybe doesn't think like you at all in fact mm-hmm. maybe they come from a totally different view read it and and yeah. and don't don't spend every moment of reading it from the perspective of defending your own position but read it from the perspective of understanding theirs and, yeah. wow. you know, if we all did that, we may all be able to have much better conversations. And Gosh, in real in life, real yeah, life like, yeah. instead of these, what we now have is positional converse, conversations. Gosh. Right? Oh, That's yes. all. It, yeah. Too much of the conversations we have today are, are arguing and defending positions rather yes. than seeking understanding and how we can move together as a society. From episode 20, Todd Danielson, Chief Utilities Executive at Avon Lake Regional Water. And Twitter extraordinaire. Well, yeah, and and I would definitely agree with you that everyone can make a difference by taking an active part. And and to me, you know, it's not a specific thing that's the call to action. It's uh, actually, what really impacted me a little while ago, I, I read uh, Teddy Roosevelt's um, um, statement, you know, the man in the arena. And, you know, what that is, you know, and I'll, I'll read it quickly. You know, it, you know, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds uh, could have done better. Credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daringly greatly, while daring greatly, I'm sorry, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. Wow. So, um, 
Wow. Yeah, you know, to, to me, I read that, and it was, it was after a, a particularly difficult board meeting I had one night, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I said, yeah, you know what, and it goes back to what we said earlier, is that if we don't fail at times, that, that means we're not pushing hard enough. You know, you've yeah. got to keep pushing, and, and a lot of, a lot of uh, great people have said that same thing. That, that's what really I find um, that's my call to action. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not on the sidelines. From episode 22, Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of Drop Counter, one of our season one sponsors. That is a big question. Um, well, I actually just saw this in the last week or so. Um, I saw it in mural form um, in a shared office space um, in San Francisco, and it really resonated with me. Um, I believe it says, no one is coming it's up to us, which is in some ways kind of terrifying, Yeah, <laughs> but, right. but, but I think it's empowering and motivating at the same time. And, you know, I think it's easy in a lot of aspects of your life to like figure or assume that someone else will be along to figure it out. Um, but in so many things, you know, if you accept responsibility and you're accountable and you take responsibility for solving the problem, in um, the absence of this idea that someone else is going to come and do it for you. From episode 24, Chris Wolf, president and founder of Adventure Hydrology. If everybody found the one passion in nature that they're pumped about, that they're excited about, that they care about, and then they tell people about it, then we can change it. Because if you're excited about farming, then tell people about how you farm sustainably. If you're excited about growing wine and drinking it, then tell people about how it's made. Share your knowledge. And by sharing your knowledge and your passion, I think then it will either help people realize that maybe that's their passion or they will get excited and find their own. Right. It's contagious. And exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's make pursuing your passion and, and doing better for the environment, whatever that means for you as an individual. Um, and sharing that is, is I think, it's that awareness. It's, it's what will change the world. It's just knowing that there's a world outside of whatever's in your head that, that together we can all kick butt and protect and understand it and pursue our passions. And I guarantee it's tied to someone else's. And, and if that means you like crocheting, I guarantee <laughs> you can change the world with your crochet. You know, oh, sell a sustainable hat or whatever it is. But, but we can, by pursuing your passion, I think anyone can change the world. From episode 25, Kendall Haven, author and researcher of the cognitive neuroscience behind storytelling. Well, clearly it's going to be about story <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the use of story. And I would say it is this, know at the deepest levels of your heart and soul that every aspect and element of story is at your beck and call and that they are totally controllable and that you both can and are responsible mm. to control them every time you try to communicate. If people did that, miscommunication would drop off the bottom of the map. It, and I think miscommunication Story-based miscommunication is the heart and soul of most of the problems that are 
currently plaguing the world, or certainly many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is just as a as someone who wants to communicate, I don't care how you're doing it. You have total control of all those elements. And that means you're responsible for controlling all of those elements. From episode 26, Sarah Zink, president and founder of Sarah Zink Business Training. I think that we have one precious life and we don't realize that. And so uh, the call to action is to recognize that life is short and that stop bitching and do If you don't like the political environment, then make sure you're voting. Make sure that you encourage other people to vote. If you don't like what's going on in your neighborhood, then get involved. If you think that we should all be more recycling, well, then recycle. I mean, what can you do? The problem is, is I think our human nature is to bitch and moan and bellyache. And we believe that that's action. And it's not. It It is just air. And so I don't want to hear what you think. I want to see what you think. From episode 28, Tia Lebhares, Director of Outreach and Special Projects at the California Water Efficiency Partnership. I'm just going to plug right now because of where we are on the date that people need to vote. People need to, yeah, so it's kind of took it somewhere else, a little bit, a little bit else. Um, That's fine. But it's the same kind of thing of like individual action, like if we can take that and, and bring it across all of our different parts of our lives, mm-hmm. we can we can get our voice heard by voting. We can save our water by not, you know, turning off the water while we're brushing our teeth or watering our lawns less or differently or getting a smarter, whatever it is, unlike right. harnessing that power. I think it's contagious. I think yeah. when you do it and you're passionate about it, your friends and family also see it. Um, one of the things I've been doing recently for my, to like, help harness my own feelings about voting and whatnot is that I've been doing Instagram live videos with my friend going through all the different propositions in California on the ballot and talking through them for my wow. friends who aren't political and trying to like meet people where they're at and, and figure it out. So the voting is really important to me. Being engaged is really important to me. Um, being part of the process, I think everyone should get their ownership on. From episode 29, Kun Kunaraksa, Portfolio Manager for Southeast Asia of water.org. I have to say call for collaboration to achieve SDG 6 through finance. And the the more people we have in the water and sanitation sector, the better it is. Mm -hmm. Water is such a valuable resource. And from water.org's more than 25 years of experience, we have insights and know that finance is the man the main barrier for universal access mm-hmm. and we really need to work together to increase greater investment in water and sanitation sector and it's and it comes down to it's not about me it's not about you or ourselves or water.org right. it's for the people we serve who do not have access to safe water and sanitation mm-hmm. so if you are interested in partnering with us, feel free to reach out to me or any of my colleagues at any time and we can talk. From episode 30 with John Acuff, New York Times bestselling author. Woo! Um, I think I think of one that I'm really excited about always is that you have the permission to do it. Mm. I think we often forget that. And I think that you have the permission to, to do that thing you want to do. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fast, but I think so much of what holds us back is you don't believe you have the right to do it. So for me, that would be like, 
wait a second, you're saying I can be funny on stage and that adds value. And it's actually something I can't like, I can do that. And not only can I do it, I can enjoy it Mm -hmm. and I can make money doing it. Like, that's amazing. Like I didn't know I had permission to do that or I can start a podcast. I didn't know I could do that. Or I can start a business. I didn't know I can do that. So I think remembering that you have permission to do those things is, Mm -hmm. I think is really, really helpful. Oh, you can be a mom and have a business. I can do that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, so that for me is one that I, I come back to pretty regularly and go, Oh, that's right. Like, Oh, that's right. And last but not least from episode one, the inimitable Tom Ferguson, VP of programming for Imagine H2O. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, uh, okay. So I'll turn to them and I will grab them by the lapels and say, you wouldn't be in this building, in this elevator, inside anywhere if it wasn't for water. Water is the fundamental molecule that allows civilization to exist. So give it the goddamn respect it deserves. America! (laughs) And I can't end it any better way than that. So... Team water in real lifers, uh, water lifeians, water um, liferites. We don't know what your name's going to be, our future listeners, but uh, we're stoked for having you here with us. So I have a few action items for you before we part ways today. Number one, if you haven't already, please make sure to sign up for our email newsletter by going to theh2duo.com. We want to keep in touch with you, and email is really the best way for us to do that, especially to let you know about new episodes when they drop. Second, please check us out on iTunes and rate and review the Water in Real Life podcast there. Third, please share, 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 share. We do sponsored ads, but it just means so much more when it comes directly from a friend. And finally, did you know that Ariane and I own a public communication company called Rogue Water? Yeah, this is our chance to work together, y'all. Check us out at roguewatergroup.com and shoot us a message if you think there's a way that we can work together to do the work that matters. We hope you learned something new today, got a little different perspective, or did something that moves you one step closer to your goals. Until next time, remember what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world.